So I was going to say, every time Ezra Miller commits a crime, DZ cancels a, a TV show. <laughs> right. It's just a knee-jerk response. Just <laughs> it's, it's like they have to save on taxes to somehow still make that Flash movie come out. <sighs> it's, yeah. Every it's, stupid thing he does costs you something you love. It's kind of shocking to me, like how accurate that that list was going or how accurate that list was that was going around saying like the three options that dc was considering and lo and behold like a couple days later ezra miller comes out and apologizes for his actions like yes he's uh apologized for people that he's killed yeah that's that's number one on the list like the the, he'll apologize and get mental health and everything over tuned to normal for the most part until he escapes right well no one is safe it mm-hmm. is kind one, of uh, welcome, welcome to Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, and I was I was lamenting the other day in the chat. I don't mind airing this that I felt really bad about not being in the middle of a true crime story. That was that was thrilling in a weird way to uh, <laughs> to know that we're in the middle of a future, uh, you know, Manson family story. Uh, you thought it was like a Christopher Dorner thing where it ends with him like right. being burned alive in a cabin. Mm. Well, the other thing is, that like, was fucking horrible. I can't. There's a weird part of this that's like, how are they being allowed to do all this stuff, and the cops are, what are they doing? Yeah, like they know yeah. where Ezra is. So it's what not like are... like Ezra Miller spray painted side of building and flee. It's like no, Ezra Miller commits burglary, and it's like okay, and mm. then you caught him, right? And you're like, nah. Well, that was, and the burglary was like after 17 other crimes, including child endangerment and kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. That the state you can just assault people and this. then go to court and then like fuck off and do more yeah. crimes. Well, and I'm surprised that the FBI hasn't gotten involved because, again, well, no, like, they, they are because there's kidnapping crimes, which yeah, is an would... FBI thing because it is, well, it's even... a weird. Right. Well, even him just or them being in Hawaii committing these crimes and then being in Maryland. Am I correct? In my New England, it's in multiple states and multiple countries. I thought, yeah. I thought the uh, I thought the the <laughs> liquor um, stealing with the one that was that turned into a felony. I thought that was in Vermont. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was a like problem right here. That we I can't think there figure was... out where he's committed what crimes. <laughs> exactly. Well, my my understanding is that it doesn't matter where you committed the crimes; it's you crossing state lines. Like, is is that incorrect, or do you have to commit no, crimes? No, no. It depends. Places? It depends on the crime. Okay. So, like, okay. assault and burglary are not felonies; they are misdemeanors, unless it's like felony assault. Um, the kidnapping is a felony. Okay. Which okay. is the one that connects to? He's known this woman, girl. It's she. I believe that they're eighteen now, but since they, yeah, were 15, since they were fifteen, yeah, yeah, and she is indigenous, and part of their tribal law is that they're until they're nineteen, they're still kind of a minor. So her okay. parents filed the kidnapping charges, but at some point when she was fifteen. She was brought over with another member, with some other members, to go see uh, the fucking Harry Potter bullshit that Ezra's in. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Um, yes, and he tr- or, and they tried to sleep in the same bed as this fifteen-year-old girl, mm. <laughs> and that chaperone made it not happen. 
I'm okay. just I'm I'm wondering with this apology tour he's going to go on eventually. Like, was there some sort of contract he signed where he gave them the right to shoot him full of Thorazine the minute he decides to try and do something ill? Oh, like, I'm thinking. They, the, I think the money is running out. Is what this is. I don't know. Or some of the lawyer finally got to him in a coherent state and was like, um, you gotta turn this shit around or you're fucked. Like I I yeah. think I think like Arlen has said we're seeing the birth of like a a new like Manson esque figure if he does yeah. decide like fuck it, I'm done and it won't matter about the money because he'll find other people to fund his life. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the idea of someone how long for gun. a flash movie? And this is the state of it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's DC cursed. is cursed. We're talking yeah. about yeah. the criminal implications. Star. Well, you see, what oh. happened is uh, the head of Warner Brothers at the time he killed Christopher Reeve, um, and that's where this. <laughs> that's what caused all of this. This is. It all began there, and it's just been you know it's been going on ever since. Just. You know, I was saying today there's like a possibility of like a CGI Christopher Reeves like cameo in this movie, and I'm like, no, you don't. No, uh, that would be no, great. I, I feel like if you one gross, but if you really needed to, like he has an adult son that looks very much like him. Also, they've already done the like, but he works uh, for Disney paying, though. Yeah. They've done the we're we're paying respect to Christopher Reeves thing. They did it in Man of Steel, and even if you feel that that movie isn't respectful of Christopher Reeves Superman, he is in there. And like a, there's a little image where for a second Henry is Christopher, just for a little second in like a flash thing. It's like oh that's cool I guess, but like making like a a weird fake well, Christopher Reeves zombie screen. Well, and it's not like they haven't had brought him back in the large picture. I don't even know who owned DC at that point. Like the the show well, that shall not be named. He was on several episodes. I've had it. I've in had it before. Yeah. In... He played a actually like a very pivotal pivotal. Yes. I can't a character in the show. He plays a very like Miyagi type. Figure. Yeah, he's like a Miyagi kind of Stephen Hawkins type who's yes. like, I cracked Kryptonian language and this is yeah. a message for you, Kal-El. Mm-hmm. And he has a yeah. whole fucking monologue that he drops. Well, before we talk any more about that horrible show, um, I, <laughs> I kind of feel like <laughs> they should just say, all right, this is it for DC for a little while. Like... Yeah. I don't I don't think there's really much they can do to get it back on track unless they do a full reboot. I'm so angry at the whole studio that like they're like the next thing after all this, like like I don't know, if they announce like the big first step, I'm like, I just don't want it right now. Go away. <laughs> to kind of fucking angry at you. Whatever they announce about DC, I don't care. I'm officially mad at just the whole apparatus at this point. Even aside from the DC stuff. Yeah. I'm like Oh, fuck all yeah. of you. You know, it's like, and and I've been saying this in the various chats, like, this is going to turn around bad on them. If, if it's going oh, it, it to, it has to, unless they... The Batgirl stuff them. was like, when that started, people started turning, but then once it's like, oh no, that was literally the, the canary in the, the coal mine. Yeah. The tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Of like, well, oh no, this is just... When talent starts turning on you, that's that can only go badly. You can have all the directors you want, all the producers and writers you want, 
when you can't get anybody to act in your movies anymore because the actors are like, why would we work with you? Why would we ever do that? Well, and And those creators too, like the writers and artists, like why would they ever trust anything with this company ever again? Exactly. No one's going to sign multi-movie contracts with them and nobody's going to take their productions to them even to be, you know, distributed. Uh, Not actually distributed. They will probably be able to squeak by on distribution because distribution deals if they're worked out correctly, will prevent a situation like Infinity Train being pulled off of HBO Max, if you do them correctly. I'm but just... still, I don't see anybody trusting them with their work ever again. It's the opposite I'm... of the Disney problem. Um, I'm just envisioning the the board of Netflix and mm-hmm. Hulu via Disney are just licking their lips right now. Just... Oh. just Twitter, Twitter was like you, everybody. Twitter was yeah, stepping off of stepping off the chair. <laughs> they they had yeah. written like Brooks was here, and they're like, "Oh wait, 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 wait! Thank you, Warner Brothers." And stepping back down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, one well, other channels. I mean, other networks, uh, other studios. I would take this as a chance to scoop a bunch of people up. If yep. I'm Paramount uh, right now, I'm scooping up everybody that. Uh, I'm, I'm or Amazon. I'm surprised Amazon isn't throwing cash around. Or, I mean, even the people that are really small, like if A24 is trying to expand right now, fucking, there's, there's yes. a bunch of talent out there. You know what? This no is the perfect for time for the greatest app ever created to make a comeback. Mm. No, not Quibi. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm <laughs> Not Quibi. <laughs> Well, uh, that's a good no. So to make a serious point, this is a great time for the Roku channel not to just be like a silly thing that I'm like, no, get out, get away from me. I'm honestly Apple's, make you go Apple's away. another one like that could throw in like, which yeah. has been interesting because like everything they've thrown money at, like they've thrown money at. Uh-huh. Well, Apple, Apple's going for prestige. They're oh, yeah. they're not trying to flood you with stuff. They're just they're kind of doing a shotgun approach where they they've put a lot of money in a lot of different things and they're waiting to see which hits the Uh, hardest yeah well i would like they're just putting money in like some like huge actors and huge uh uh, ips and the only mm, i feel like ted lasso which is like the biggest hit they have has like the smallest names but became the biggest hit because like all their other shows have like huge stars in them. I I would say Severance doesn't have huge stars. Like I couldn't name the one biggest one. Severance. Uh, Adam, what's his name? Yeah, but he's still not. Like, no, yeah, you're right. He's he's that's probably, and that's a and brand Patricia new. Patricia Arquette's in it, and that's it. Like those are yeah. the two biggest names in that show. Yeah, I was oh, thinking more well, of like wait, the, the blind I show. I just Christopher Walken's yeah. in it too, so. It is a lot of people who are on the tip of your tongue, though, where you're like, "Oh, I where where did I see that person? I saw that person in what you know." Yeah, I guess I was thinking more like Newsroom, which has like eighteen like gigantic stars in it, or never seen it, never seen it, or the Momoa show, which I heard was good. I mean, they they uh, to your point though, they are they are doing that a lot. I mean, there's the show that uh, uh, Shining Girls, which is just like. Let's get Wagner Mora and Elizabeth Moss and just yeah. you know, two of the biggest streaming stars, I would say, and just put them in a show together. With and that Gina show, Bell. that sounds interesting, too. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, I think it's a, it's a book series. It is. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, mm. 
It's, I it's just I refuse to support off. anything with Elizabeth Moss. No, I understand. Um, Wait, why? I mean, the real quick pitch uh, she's is a, if she's you a like the Invisible Man. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. He yeah. was born into Scientology. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so was Beck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, getting getting back to Warner Brothers, like, I just, you know, they mm-hmm. the board wanted to have him come in and save them money. I don't think they realized how he was going to. Like, I, or, or they did, and in which case, fuck okay. them. Like, if, if you realize that you were gonna destroy the foundations of your company at the moment when everybody should be realizing, oh, that's not how this works. That's not how you have reoccurring revenue. Like everybody's turning around and realizing, oh, there was a reason why the office was on Netflix because it's way Mm -hmm. easier to just have them pay me. And I put my thing on their service. Like it's as if everybody forgot that so many sitcoms wanted to get to a hundred episodes, not because it was fun to, do the 100th episode party and say you got there it was yes it was syndication it was getting your shows played over and over and over again not just in the united states but internationally well and that's that's connected to the one of the other things that they're doing over at uh, hbo discovery um is they took off almost well i thought they took off all the shows that were paying residuals which mm-hmm. one of the big things that HBO Max advertised themselves as was a repository for a bunch of different stuff. Wouldn't it, stuff. wouldn't it make sense, though, that the shows mm-hmm. that are being watched enough to actually have to be paying out would be worth keeping on your channel because people are watching it? You would think so. But apparently this is all this all goes back to the whole tax credits thing, which I... I'm sorry, I don't understand it. I don't under like like Hunter isn't here, but he was very angry about the Sesame Street thing, and that that's the one where I'm like I I've started to be a little bit scared now because it's only a few steps away from um, that's just jettison the TCM library, mm-hmm. um, and that's where it's like oh oh fuck you fuck you entirely. Uh, I, I don't care if none of us ever want to see the blob 1954 again. The ability should be there. We should have the option to ignore 1954's The Blob, um, just as a representative example. Um, like it's it's really bad for film history. This is the kind of thing that George Lucas went to Congress to get real angry and upset about. Um, on top of the whole recoloring movies that weren't originally in color it was about preserving film history and keeping uh our link to older to older parts of well, our culture they'll, alive they'll gladly sell you a disc if you want to be able to watch that at any time well that's the problem though apparently with these tax with this tax no they can't yeah i know they allowed, can't yeah which yeah which is just like mm. it makes no sense to me it makes absolutely no sense to me well, I um, well, it's because I think those laws were created for mediums that aren't like conceptually thought of this stuff yet. And they gotta well, be. It's, like, not I, even, it's, it's not meant even for like it's meant for a, a building, you know. Yeah. Like it's yeah. for like you have a building with a bunch of chairs on one floor. They're just chairs. Nobody's gonna be able to sit in those chairs again. You're gonna keep them in that building. But you're never going to use them again. So you, yeah, but you write them off 
in your taxes and you say, oh, we're never going to use them, but they're, they're lost value because we're promising never to use them again. Um, but that's a chair. Yeah. It's not a film. It's not well, something it's, that you can yeah. use in a it's million the different ways. Yeah, it's the difference of looking at these things like commodities as opposed mm-hmm. to art. Yep. And they got a guy who looks at them like, like this is the same. Um, I can't remember what the the shit that like Mitt Romney does, where like they yeah. buy a company and just like gut it and then resell it. Like that's what oh, he's like the doing. Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did the FEO shorts. Ca- yeah, that's the company. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, that makes that kind of makes sense in those businesses. And this is the other thing: he should know better. He should absolutely know better because. Discovery as a network, half of what the no, not a half, I'll say one fourth of what they do is recutting old stuff that already exists into new things. It's something that they do and something that the adult film industry really likes to do, which is the compilation, taking old episodes of Ghost Adventures and compressing them into new episodes of Ghost Adventures that only have the best moments. Well, Arlen, that's all well and good, but I mean, I don't know. Like he said, Discovery leans more towards women, so I don't oh, know if yeah. you can really speak about yes. this. I mean, you're a guy; like, you need to watch HBO yeah, Max. I, I, I will say that again. I possibly watch Ghost Adventures ever. Yeah. That's for women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, we have Discovery Plus. The only I do the only one who uses it is my wife, and like, the mm-hmm. majority of their stuff is just re- cheap ass reality shows where they don't pay anybody. And so, and like, that's the world this guy is coming from, and he does not want to pay anybody. Like, and here's the thing, on that side, I, I actually understand that side. Early on, there were decisions that he was making where I was like, okay, I get from the perspective of where he comes from, I understand where that come, why he's making those decisions. These more recent decisions make no sense to me, even in the context of who he is. It makes no sense that he comes to these conclusions based off the content I know that he's made in the past. This is a man who knowingly produced a piece of fiction and tried to sell it as reality through one of my favorite films, Demon House, um, wherein Zach Baggins (laughs) pretends that he was blinded by a goat demon um, and tries to suggest that he was truly blinded by a goat demon he never breaks kayfabe, and he he really <laughs> believes that his friend got tat got boobies tattooed onto his back because of a goat demon, um, and that he took pictures of himself naked because of a goat demon. You saying never breaking kayfabe makes me realize, like Ghost Adventures and Monster Mountain and whatever other ridiculous bullshit you and Hunter love. It's just wrestling for crypto. Oh, yeah. like, crypto yeah, it's hard, it's it's hard it's no, no, it yeah. clearly is. I, Hunter likes it more, uh, more than I do. I like it to dunk on it. I like it because I think it's hilarious that somebody's like, "Yeah, let's do this." But, but you're, David but Zaslav still, is the guy that's like, "Let's do this." He's the but guy. That's still like, a type of wrestling fan. The person who oh, yeah, watches it, it to dunk on it. Is. So yeah, you you guys are just watching cryptid wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah. But it's not as cool as a cryptid wrestling show would be. No, sadly. no. That I I wonder. I want to see Chupacabra fight the. I was gonna say like the the easiest one is Chupacabra to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's just a very. He's just a Alabama very hairy Mexican guy. We'll be pitching this to Universal Studios since they, uh, 
they know how to market that. They know how to market the show about a chupacabra that's a wrestler. They they got they got and family already. So it'll be played can... by Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, or actually, Chris Pratt. Sorry, Chris Pratt is our new. Yeah, I was going to say Jack Overlords. Black already did that movie. Yeah, he did. Well, he wasn't a chupacabra, but yeah. But um, I mean to to touch back on the DC stuff briefly, like the reports that started coming out that how Batgirl tested as well as Black Adam. And they still decided to trash it. Like, I that see that speaks to me of they they wouldn't dare fuck with the Rock. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. that is. That he Which, has enough clout that they're like he will demolish for now, us. Like, for yeah. now, Lou. yeah. For now, he has enough clout. When I'm all just, of his friends are like, we need to stop working with Warner Brothers. He's gonna when Te- Kevin Hart tells him, let's not work with Warner Brothers anymore. He's gonna listen to Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart is one of the only humans. I wonder what his—he's got to have a really weird contract because he did two movies for them this for this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he did uh, Super Pets. He did Super and... Pets, and he has Black Adam coming out. Yeah, well, and I, I think and he talked yeah. about how they wanted to introduce and he nixed it in the with the previous admin administration. Yeah, Black there. Adam and Shazam, and he was like, "No, this is like well, hurting both characters." His reasoning is both dumb and stupid at the same time, but I really don't want to. I don't want to go yeah. into it too much. But I don't think uh, he was wrong, or like the outcome wasn't say, wrong. <laughs> this is why I say stupid and smart at the same time. I think well, he you, you actually said stupid and, stupid and stupid and dumb. Stupid, <laughs> I'm stupid and smart at the same time. It's because I, I don't think he understands why it's cool for characters to just show up for two minutes. Like he doesn't understand the Star Fox of it all or the um uh charlie's Theron at the end of yeah. multiverse like he doesn't get that he doesn't understand how that works and how that well, would be uh, black adam's also been his vanity project that he's been working on for a, a, like a literal decade yes. so the thing is though like I, black adam is not an anti-hero like, no that's, he's just, oh, they've been backwards the in the last like villain. six in the last six years they've bent over backwards to try to make him that and it just never works no, and I gotta say, I love the DC fans who are in comments and on Twitter being like, no, he's like the Doctor Doom of DC, and it's like, no, he's oh, not. No, also, planet. I am still shocked of like how we're dancing around the fact that he's the he's Dwayne Johnson playing yeah. a man of maybe Arabic. one of the top two or three most famous, yeah, Middle Eastern characters. Yep. Yep. I don't even know if I could name a technically. I only have one, and it's like a deep cut X Men character. Yeah, but I mean, that's. But I'm talking like that would have to be DC though specifically. Mm-hmm. So like, and they're yeah. all just related to him. Like that's. Yeah. 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 That's. I didn't I mean, even it's... really think about that. That's fucked up. Good it's job, DC. Really weird. Because have we just decided at some point that we're okay with? Um, people of with a Pacific Island, I think. I don't know what the larger umbrella term is. Well, he's Pac- um, yeah, and he's the, mixed the, too. The the broader group. I'm trying to think of what it's called, but whatever it is, have we just decided that they're the new group that we can cast as any kind of brown person? Um, and, uh, to- and we're just going down the lists. Is that because I we this is something that is still. Not allowed, but people are like, okay, 
Like nobody gets nearly as angry about this as they do about well, say he's really the he's really the a, only one that gets cast like that though. Yeah. Well, no, because there's still um Momoa doesn't get cast, and I guess like well Momoa is kind of on the line. I guess he's Game of Thrones yeah. character, but they're like. I don't know how what. Well, even then, they're not they're necessarily not... supposed to be Middle Eastern. They're just yeah. supposed to like. Uh, there's yeah, they're supposed to like just desert people. That right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Bedouins of some sort. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like he's never really playing anybody that's not. I mean, like... the other guy that gets away with it is Cliff Curtis. He still gets away with it. He's played everything recently. In recent years, he's played. I, I think he's The Rock's brother. In um, but he even then in the fast movies they're playing their actual ethnicity somewhat. They're actually playing people from American Samoa. Um, so like even then that's at least accurate. But like Cliff and Vin Curtis Diesel from fucking somewhere. Vin Diesel is uh, from the streets. Um... <laughs> just, he's not he's not claiming anything, but he's also not stating. Yeah, right. And he's he's not doing a Steven Seagal, but he's oh, not Christ. not doing a Steven Seagal. Well, I think we're we're also ignoring one of the most uh, famous actors. Um, it was what's his fucking face from Short Circuit Two, who? Oh my what, god, <laughs> that's, that's just round <laughs> What are you talking that's about? Wait, that wait, you're telling me that gentleman was not of of a. a in the, the Eastern guy, Indian descent, the guy who played the villain of uh, What's that guy's name? Fisher Stevens. He's Fisher not Stevens. Stevens. Yes, I know. He's the I whitest know. white they could possibly I know he is. exist. He actually directed a really good documentary about the uh, killing off of orcas and dolphins. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he that. Really? Yes, he did. He actually, I think it won an Oscar for something a few years, like the year it came out. Yeah. I can't. I want to say it's called The Cove, something like that. Oh, the, he did the Cove. I, I think he was, he was yes. involved with that. If the I Cove is correctly. very famous and very brutal of showing, like specifically, like the Japanese fishing of dolphins. Yeah, the DiCaprio uh, docks. One of those. One of the. You know, because DiCaprio has been doing that a lot with his and in the Cove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Cove. Um, oh, he is still yeah. working. He's, He's in succession, yeah. apparently. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He's great in it. Um, yeah, he did direct the Cove. But anyways. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I like seeing, I like seeing Adam Smasher and Hawkman and, right. and, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, who is Pierce Blossom? Uh, Dr. Cy- Fate. Dr. Fate. And yeah. is it Cyclone or I don't even know. I don't know who the last person is and it's cool seeing them, but I don't know just from these trailers, I'm, I'm not getting the best vibe on earth. Like I'm not, I'm not I don't really... understand the story. Yeah. I'm not like, really sure. Who the happening. fuck is Black Adam fighting? Do they have they said? It looks like this random. No. Oh no. no, isn't he fighting I'm, Helen Mirren? I'm oh, no, that's, no, that's Shazam, Shazam too. No, that's, that's just, I'm assuming that we're supposed to understand um, what wherever the, the movie is set. That, that is like a, that it's some sort of like semi-modern uh, oppressive government. I think that's what we're supposed to assume. And that he has come back and he's not happy with this oppressive government that is in power, just based off the trailers. And he can replace it with his own form of oppressive government. Exactly. That's the first 30 seconds of the movie because yeah. he's got God powers. 
Yeah, like it's literally like all his. It's like oh, he comes back, he kills everybody. It's like I'm literally I'm Teth Adam. I'm here to make us awesome. I mean, I have to assume that whoever is in power that we haven't seen, they must be some like real high level DC villain in disguise, right? Oh, so somebody Black Adam would have worked with at one point or another in a storyline. I I don't even like what other character like he's so connected to Shazam. I'm like. It has Who's to be like, like you know what else is funny with this whole like this whole aggressive push he's an anti-hero is like they keep doing these weird versus Superman teases and it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. Yeah, because mm, that didn't work out so well last time you guys did it. I don't I don't know well, why you're pushing for it again. I don't understand like the whole thing in the trailer of like superheroes don't kill. And then I'm like, you understand that in this universe, which is supposed to be the same universe, I guess. Uh, you started these movies off with a character who kills their main villain. Um, And it's a huge plot point. uh, It made an entire other movie about how many people died in their fight. Right. It's like, at this point, making a movie where that's your central thesis makes absolutely fucking no sense (laughs) in any way whatsoever, if it's the same universe. Well, when, when is Flash supposed to come out? After the uh, next October? after Black Adam, yeah, okay. is it after between? It's between Black Adam and Shazam two. No, I thought Shazam, Shazam two was, two this was coming year. out like right after. It's coming out like weeks after Black Adam. Okay, uh, that is interesting. And what about what about Aquaman two? Do we know where that's at? I'm just I'm trying to get a general timeline. I, they haven't even started filming year. that, right? It, it was no, it's it's basically done. It was going to yeah. come out at the end of the year, but they moved it to next okay. summer. Okay, so all of this is going to come out before the Flash movie, correct? I think so. so. Then I think the Flash is going to completely reboot the DC universe, and they're going to go from there. Well, that's what they had always said that because it, it's supposed to be a Flashpoint movie. I mean, I they get said that, that, but times that it was going to use I f- part of Flashpoint. Yeah. I feel like they would have still held on to stuff that they really liked for whatever inane reasons, <laughs> and they need they a make- clean break. Mm-hmm. I I mean I agree. Um, I think a clean break is good. Um, and I agree with the point that was brought up way way earlier about you know just taking a taking a break from making anything. Yes, might be a good idea. Um, and you know letting people miss the concept of DC movies again might be a big help. Um, yeah. You know I mean. As much as we look back on them with some amount of, um, you know, uh, humor, uh, the Nolan movies were a big deal. Uh, and they came after mm-hmm. a long period of the only DC being Smallville, which Lou was an expert on. So, like, they were also consistently good to say what you will yeah. about Dark Knight Rises. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's, there's still a good movie in there. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and, and and the Lou consistency is the thing. <laughs> What's that? I said Lou, bite your tongue. Oh, um, I'm and being that's, quiet. And that is that is the thing that I don't think they took from those movies is that it's not mm-hmm. that it was just Batman. It's that there was a consistent quality level to them, regardless of if you liked the third story or not. Like there was yeah. still it was still a well made well, film. In in the middle of all that though was Superman Returns in Green Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern was 
was divorced from everything, though. It wasn't supposed yeah. to be. Oh, really? No, that was no, after the fact. Well, they've had many, there have been many times, many times behind the scenes where they've been like, maybe this is an extended universe. Maybe this is going to link to this thing. Maybe this will be a part of this. And, you know, the only reason that um, Bale didn't come back as Batman is because he said he wouldn't do any more movies with Nolan and Nolan didn't want that universe to continue. Um, which, while I understand that choice, I I can't look back at it now and not say, maybe you should have let people build <laughs> on it. Maybe maybe they should have built off that off that tree that was already existing because at the, at the very least, people would would have given the benefit of the doubt um, to whatever came next a little bit more, I think. Um, well, I that's know. the thing. They, they tried to take, and we've, we've talked about this to death, so I'll keep it short, but mm-hmm. they took the worst aspects from those movies yeah. or the worst lessons you can learn oh. and tried to apply them. And it just, dark and yeah. gritty. We yeah, need to go just, darker and grittier. Yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, and you know, it's the, you know, Goyer just wrote a, a Goyer movie, um, and whatever you feel about that, that, that didn't work for the Man character. of disappointment. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's in his business card. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I think I pulled up the time, so it's Black Adam is in like um two months, so October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shazam is oh. in December, mm-hmm. and then the Flash is the next June. But no, Aquaman's before that. Aquaman's in March. Mm-hmm. Then Flash is in June. Oh, I, I yeah, I didn't realize it was March. I thought it was even and further Blue out. And Blue Beetle is in August. Oh, yeah, that movie is... better be careful. Like, how has that movie not hit the chopping block? It already uh, was moved to theaters, I guess. And I think that there is like a very... I, I really think it is this... Um, I think they would face so much like racial backlash. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> Like they can, they can push Batgirl aside and just say the movie wasn't out yet, and you know, we we're not necessarily all in favor of women leads, even though Wonder Woman exists. Um, but that la- that last one though wasn't as good, so maybe we shouldn't trust women's, uh, the women to be in movies. Um, <laughs> they made one bad movie. That's it. It's over. Yep. Yep. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. No, no more. No more women's in the films. That's I mean, the, I think yeah. some of some of that too is people are kind of starting to get st- sick of Gal Gadot. Honestly, well, I think she didn't help the situation. During no, what do you mean? Not. Singing Imagine during COVID didn't help your situation. That was like two years ago. I'm so glad I didn't see that thing. <laughs> my crazy. God, it was. Oh my God, that was I, March 2020. I just, I just I rubber banded out of my body and then back into it. It was like uh, March 2020. Uh, we were just going into lockdown. Ezra Miller, we was we were all looking forward to their Flash movie. They had committed no crimes, kidnapped well, no, no people. No, the choking video had come out by then, I believe. That happened uh, early. In yes, the that was January or something like that. That first video. Yeah, that's, that's yes. the thing. Later on, the uh, that choking video. I thought I'd read something with like the bartender who was working there at the time and was like, "Yeah, actually, they knew each other." 
and like this this was a video that was taken out of uh out of context oh i think that's something maybe that was his quickly, people said well i don't okay. know quickly, but it was i think somebody said that like no he got thrown out of the place what was that connor i didn't hear that um no i read something recently like it was that was from her perspective and the way she describes it is totally not something like that's friendly or uh you know playful okay, okay. i wasn't sure then yeah i mean it's i don't know i feel like I feel like that should have been the point where they're like, yeah, we really need to talk to this guy about this. Unless at that point he was, he had had his full mental. <laughs> what do you mean at the first assault? Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Well, then, it, well, then it was lockdown. So they went like COVID pushed that away. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember we even like podcasted. I think it was like brought up, but like COVID was the best thing that ever happened to Ezra Miller. Cause no one talked about that video ever again. <laughs> right. You're right. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, somebody did bring that up. Yeah, I just. Uh, it You know, it's just there's so much shit that's happening to Warner Brothers Discovery, whatever horrible monster that it is now. All at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, like, what? <laughs> how can any one company have this much misfortune hitting them at once? Well, it's well, all it's all their own dude they've always like, been their own getting into me yeah i mean yeah. and this this is like the this is the reality of it i i've been saying for years that some of these companies are just gonna they're just gonna tip over just because of the weight of everything somebody is gonna make a bad bet at some point and they're gonna lose a lot of money uh and it's gonna kill the company I didn't think it would happen this way. <laughs> I didn't think it would happen from the board members just like letting a guy in to ruthlessly scrap everything. Um, I guess let me let me recontextualize what I was trying to say. I guess it's more how rapidly it's been happening because it yeah. was like Ezra Miller news, DC DC Discovery or Warner Brothers Discovery news. This Ezra Miller again, Ezra Miller again, more horrible shit. Like, Let's just, not forget that Amber like, Heard managed to sneak in there too. At yes, point. yes, yes. Yeah. all of that shit too. Like, oh, literally and figuratively. Um, what's her name? With Harry, the Harry Potter writer. Well, that that had been going on before COVID. I thought though, it beginning and it got there was lots of doubling down. Okay, and it was remember during COVID was when they started to push away from her. Is when they did that. The HBO well, thing, yeah, she's you're not right. in it. It's all right. archive footage. Yeah, it's also when they found out that one of the game developers was like a fucking mm -hmm. evil chud or whatever, just a fucking real. Creepo. I just um, so basically they've had nothing but bad news since since the start of HBO Max. Great, okay, mm -hmm. cool. I mean, Jesus and the Max Christ. app wasn't the Max app launch no. wasn't good. They it weren't on Roku at launch, and at that time, especially, that really meant something. Mm -hmm. Um. Because not being on the most sold streaming box is kind of a big deal uh, during the pandemic. And there was um, all the confusion. With, this episode is brought to you by Roku. <laughs> yeah. There's all the confusion of like, if you have HBO, does that mean you have Max? Or like, yeah. they had already mm -hmm. had HBO Go, like, and then this is a new app, or is that turning into that? Also, like, the, the, the much, uh, not debated, but uh, beloved, uh, but... Uh, gone too soon joker phone um uh, Jesus which, uh... <laughs> never gonna let that die 
Well, no, now it would never actually happen now under uh, DZ's uh, tenure. Uh, they would produce about a billion of them, and then they would say, we can't sell them and write it off for tax. Oh, they'd um, be like, uh, I th- fuck, who was it? I think it was THQ. A game company had uh, this like writing pad thing that I think connected like your Xbox or your P- or your PlayStation, and they produced more than they could ever possibly sell, and it didn't sell well to begin with, and that's what drove them to bankruptcy. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So the only sorry. Other one I know about that did that was um oh. Because my wife's cousins work for that company, Majesco. They did like mm-hmm. an NBA game that was supposed to be like uh, Guitar Hero, but with dribbling. What? But like, and they spent like, and the, her cousin like went and traveled and like they did all this stuff and like met with like huge names. It's like, how many people have carpets in their living room where they play their game? How many people live I, in apartments? I just you know? that. And like, just kids would be breaking things all the time. Yeah, it came with a basketball. Like, I adults were breaking things with tiny controllers. Yeah, we. Yeah, Uh, we wanted to kill many TV. Yeah, exactly, or fan, or grandma's jaw, or whatever the case might be. But yeah, sorry, I I had to look it up. It was THQ's U Draw. Oh, I feel like I remember. I've never heard of that. Uh, I feel like I saw this when I was working at GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it on the Wii U? Yeah, I believe so. Oh yeah, we definitely had these, and like they were just like in a pile, and no one touched them. Yep. Well, they were garbage. Um, They were next to the eighties copies, eight hundred copies of Madden. Jesus Christ. So um outside of all the the Warner Brothers doom and gloom, um has anybody watched anything interesting recently? I mean, Eric, we both watched Nope. Should we talk about Nope? Yeah, has has everybody seen Nope yet? Not yet. Nope, but I'm probably not going to have time to, so spoil it. Connor, do you care about spoilers? Nah, you know what? Nah, I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Connor doesn't never cares about spoilers. Yeah, okay. just I, you know, I just yeah, it never bothers me. It's like very rarely does a spoiler ever mm-hmm. bug me. So yeah, I gotta say, like I I really like this. I definitely liked it more than Us, but I still mm-hmm. think Get Out is his best film. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think this is the one I'm going to revisit the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the most easily watchable. I think of all of his movies. Yeah. Um and it's a, I, I kind of, I agree with you on the us thing. Us is just, it's a little bit too vague for my taste mm-hmm. with a lot of the details. And this, I feel like he, he builds everything in a way that makes entire, entire, entirely all the sense. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no feeling of, um, you know. of wanting more of an explanation yes exactly like there's just enough there where i'm willing to fill in some of the gaps myself um and just let the story be the story um you know and i had my own you know preconceived things about what i wanted it to be especially based off that first trailer but like i really just like the weird like arcane details i i'm happy to learn or be reminded that like oh jordan is like a weird conspiracy mm-hmm. person as well like clearly this is something that i remember realizing when i watched us is like oh 
Jordan probably listens to a lot of the same podcasts that I listen to and watches, <laughs> maybe watches some of the same YouTube channels. Um, and I was reminded of that in Nope. Like, there's just some, like, weird little things in there, weird little, like, high strangeness and spookiness details that you have to be kind of in our realm of, like, knowing weird shit to to put in there even in the background intentionally and it feels intentional some of the little weird details um that he includes um and then like the actual creature um yeah which, so interesting to me yeah i thought um, that was i thought that was the best like thing that i had no idea going in that the ufo that you see is the actual creature so whoa. it's it's <laughs> just this giant flying monster Yes. Yeah. That's and awesome. It's yeah. I like I, not to jump ahead a little bit before I get into some of the things I wanted to say. Like Jordan Peele shows his anime nerd side so hard in this movie because it has <laughs> the Akira bike slide. And when you see what the alien looks like when it's like in its true form, it looks like an angel from Evangelion. Ooh, and very Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele has said that that this like he Akira is one of his favorite movies and like and Evangelion was an inspiration for the design of Jean Jacket, which is the name the monster goes by after a certain point in the movie. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's actually a really great movie about how Hollywood mistreats animals too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that subtext, well, which is in general, which is mm-hmm. a fitting pairing with the rest of our topic for the next. Yeah, true. Um, true. But yeah, like it, it's. I, I really like the way that it utilizes that theme. There, there is a subset of people who are confused by Gordy the Chimp, um, uh, and I don't understand that. It seemed pretty obvious what the point of gordy was it's there to like you know under underline what the point of the movie is about and about like that sort of you know taking advantage of animals and you know about how well, animal behavior works um yeah and you know uh, well and and knowing that like as as uh, anthropomorphized as you might make an animal or like you know yes. as much as you want to believe it it's your friend and you understand each other like no like no that's that's not how life works like there you are constantly in a state of being predator or prey and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of a bigger thing in the movie too yeah my thing in like, general just was always with, like yeah mm-hmm. it's cute and it's refre- it's friendly but like it's still an animal never forget that it's an animal that has teeth and it has teeth exactly yeah, it can bite Connor, you. i think you're when you finally see it i think you're really gonna dig some of the stuff that they do yeah. with the animal stuff in the movie, the way that they treat the chimp and the way that they treat the horses in the movie and they talk, the way that they talk about the horses. Um, and then, you know, the way that the characters learn these things naturally and the characters who really have a deep connection to their animals are able to like deal with this whole situation better than other characters. Um, like it's, it's very, I, I, I appreciate a lot of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are going to be a lot of obvious jaws, um, comparisons and they're yes. there. And they're there on purpose. 100%. Um, um, you know, and there's definitely like an Indianapolis moment and so on and so forth. But like, I think it it manages to do that stuff and to do the Jaws references, but still be its own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, not to shit on somebody else, but it's not like a JJ 
thing where I'm like, oh, well, you just stole that. You just stole that moment from another thing. You just you're just wholesale taking something from another artist. This felt like recontextualizing, using the aspects of Jaws for the story he was trying to tell. Um, and also just like, oh, it's fun to do this detail, but he's not it doesn't feel like he's stealing in the mm-hmm. most in the crudest sense, you know. Um, and I really appreciated that. Um but also the alien, like the colors are it's light white gray on the bottom and gray on the top. Just dark gray on the top, very much like a shark. So it's like yeah. it's there. It's <laughs> it's very it's very much there. Well, yeah, it's the- he he was able to take the looming threat. Yeah. feeling from jaws so well and just apply it to sky jaws basically because yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. michael wincott yeah. coming in being the 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 quint character does he like, have a sword yes. no, no he does not unfortunately but he does have a camera which i think yeah. serves the same which, purpose as a sword yeah as yeah he's own. he wields it like a weapon yeah yes so yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, who uh, is what is the sister? Um, the actress's name is it, it's Kiki. I can't remember her last Kiki name. Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she is. I didn't know she's phenomenal in this. She is yeah, so she, good in this movie. She was in that J Lo movie. Was like her last big movie. No idea. one. Oh, oh that the, one. Um, Hustlers, Hustlers. Yeah, she's great. In yeah, that. Hustlers. I, she was like a news anchor with Michael Strahan. They had like a TV show on ABC for a while. Huh. Oh wow! Like a post Good Morning America thing. Huh. Hmm. That's yeah. a crazy trajectory. Um, but yeah, she was great. Like, it's uh, fuck Michael. His last name I cannot pronounce for the life of me. The, the Kiki's so the brother. Actor. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. That's uh, it. All right. I yeah. was. Who was I thinking of then? Anyways. Um, yeah, I, he was great for what he was playing as well. Like he mm-hmm. he nailed being the sullen like son of kind of a misbegotten time and like doesn't doesn't really seem to want to move on with his life. Which Keith David is in the movie, I will tell you that, but that's all I'm going to tell you. Those of you who haven't seen it yet. Interesting. Yeah. It's uh I I, yeah. I like what they do with those characters. I like the the way that the Daniel's character and Kiki's character, the way that they they both emulate his character is very interesting mm-hmm. in different ways. I really appreciated that, and I I, I genuinely love their uh, their energy as a pairing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's um, you don't see it a lot, but it's it's very Hemsworth Tessa Thompson like in just the the weird synchronicity okay. of their energies that I that I get off of them. And, you know, I would, I would watch a bad men in black sequel starring them. Um, uh, is, is what I'm getting at. Um, I don't I think we still have not seen that movie. movie. Same. You don't I forgot to. it existed until just now. I know. I'm glad to bring the memory of that film back to you. Um, uh, which was not, is not it? A good is, okay. It's not worth seeing then. Okay, cool. No, good to know. No. Okay. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> no, oh, don't I just, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Uh, so man, uh, if, hurt you. If, if you need something to watch, I guess. I, but it's I have too many things that I know are good to watch. So now nah. it's not any better than the other Men in Black sequels, which is why I'm saying eh, mm. skip it. I like Men in Black three though. Watch the OG Men in Black, which is a classic film. At this is point. Men in Black two the one with Rosario? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. 
Yeah, because yeah, three is, is three is the time travel one. Is with Josh three's, Brolin. Yeah, three is dumb. I like two. I don't like three. I love three. I, like I don't like never seen three. three and two. I, I like aspects of both of them. I like Laura Flynn Boyle as the villain in the second one. That's fun. yeah, yeah. And um, I like and Johnny Brolin. Knoxville. Yeah, and, and Brolin doing um, uh, Tommy Lee is fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This um, fucking squinty scowl just, is spot on, and every time I fucking see it, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> it really is uncanny and kind of spooky. Um, and I do like um, uh, the guy playing the villain. Uh, one of the oh, it's um, Taika, uh, Taika damn it, it's um, one of the Fight uh, Conquerors guys. Uh, um, fucking what's that guy's name? Oh, I can't remember. Um, Jermaine. It's Jermaine. Jermaine Clement. Jermaine yeah. Uh, Clement. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, can we talk about something I've wanted to talk about for a few weeks now that I haven't been sure. around? Yeah, what's that? Fucking yeah. Vincent McMahon, my god! <laughs> All right, we're gonna let this happen because it is amazing what happened. I wouldn't it bring it up like here, like at this point, if it wasn't like something that I didn't even think I'd live to see. Um, let alone how it's gone down, the fact that it hasn't really ended yet and it keeps developing. No, it hasn't ended yet, and uh, you know, as I've brought up many times, his life and Donald Trump's life are connected in ways that we don't <laughs> understand yet. They've clearly done some sort of ritual that makes it so that neither of them can die until they're <laughs> truly, truly dead. Um, um, they can somehow just inevitably get out of every situation, even though everything around them crumbles into dust. Um, it's really quite amazing the way in which they've just duped everybody like cartoon villains, just like whoop whoo, ha ha, you can't catch me. Um, I mean, Vince really already ducked amazing. the government once before, and it was for the steroid trial, and like now, like yeah. this is just yeah. so. Well, it just it, it kept getting worse. <laughs> like first, it was like he was under investigation for what was it like fourteen point five million? Yeah, something it was like, like no, that. It was like four. I think I the think original map was like, like it was the first to ca- the first story was four, the second one is like seven. okay, um, and then it like okay, there was more, and then there was more, and like there was also like rape allegations, like like sexual misconduct allegations, like all kinds of stuff that came with that stuff. So like, well, yeah, wasn't wasn't the money payoff money to get these get these women to shut up? Yeah, and then he passed one off to Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis, the head of talent relations. Uh, the the quote that was tossed around in the papers and all like the articles was like a toy, and then gave her like an extra hundred thousand dollars. Something along those lines. That was like the that was the uh, they called the illegal paralegal they hired. They hired some girl for as a paralegal, even though she wasn't one. Jesus oh Christ. yes, and then he passed her to. Johnny, what's her, what's yep. his name? Yeah, and then the other ones are all pretty unknown. But like, I just can't believe he used shareholder money. I thought he was insane, but not like that destructively stupid. But I think it's like the whole thing where like he doesn't, and it's very Trumpian thing where it's like, if it's his company, it's his money, even though it's not his money. But like that's his mentality, and I think there's very similarities to. Oh, these are these documents were given to me. They're my documents. I'm gonna put them uh, in my closet at my yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I think it's very similar mentalities going on there. Absolutely, because they're both two man babies, um, who um, yeah, who believe that they own the world. Um, 
and well, I mean, that, aren't they close to the same age at this point? I think so, they're, and they're, they're also the they're buddy age. buddy too. And, so and, yeah, yeah. My my understanding is that they're extremely close. I mean, uh, that's why Linda, Linda was keeps running for head of the Trump's fucking business. cabinet. Uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and losing least, and losing spectacularly it's, it's every single time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I can't even imagine the level of carniness if it was her and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Brobert all like teaming up together, mm. like just the worst hillbillies on earth. Well, the thing is, Linda has no personality. Like, so I don't know if she would just look like a just like a a block of wood between those two. Like, she she doesn't really have I, like I think she would former secret former secretary of small business. She would would absorb the worst traits from both of them. And that's that's how her personality would form. So somehow she would be this horrible like golem of hate. She would deliver like uh like mass shooting conspiracies, but while also sounding as bored to death as you possibly could every single time. Because that woman has like like there's no energy to to anything she does. Jesus Christ. To go back to like all this stuff, it's like, well, when we were during that whole attitude era, it's like that Mr. McMahon character. Wasn't there he, like a whole storyline with his secretary, Stacey Keebler thing? There's that. He made Trish Stratus strip to her underwear in the ring on live television and made her bark like a fucking dog. And he's always been the bringing real life into the ring. He made people kiss yeah. his actual real bare bottom on television. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Well, and so, so this is the thing, right? In in situations like this where somebody has to play a just slightly off version of themselves that almost always and if somebody can think of an example that i'm not thinking of feel free to point it out it always results in you outing yourself just a little bit all every single time i from woody allen to vince mcmahon i bet you never thought i'd put them in the same wow um (laughs) but like just when you think about it, it it all fits. I mean, I can go down the list. Louis C.K. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. You know, it just keeps on going, you know, and it's always this thing of like, are they meaning to out themselves to give a little bit more of themselves than they want to? Um, or is it entirely just the nature of art where something's going to seep through? Some part of you is going to come through in your art. Uh, and again, art in quotes, um, <laughs> as, as it pertains to Vince McMahon. Um, but this can even go beyond artists, I would say. Performers, uh, to make it more, you know, widespread. Um, I mean, what's who's the radio host um, that everybody... Uh, everybody loves um, like the he's like the king of XM Howard Howard Stern, Howard Stern. Right? Um, yeah that guy who's that guy I was confused by how you like yeah. yeah I was like the most famous radio person of all time right yeah yeah yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah sure whatever guy. that guy um, like and y- you can quibble with how much of him is a character and how much is just the real person he outed himself many times as being just like a real piece of shit um over the course of his radio show you can go back and find clips of him just like admitting to doing really horrid and vile things um and that's because it is so close to who he really is even if, again well, that, well that's what made his performance yeah. to what he was doing 
Yeah. Well, that's what made him him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is very weird because yeah. now he's like the super clean cut guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he actually has really good interviews. Um, I just, go ahead. I was gonna say, Connor. I like how fast we went from with the story to like the, the week it broke out, jumped on television, and he did this weird ass promo in the ring that was like ninety seconds, and he was basically like, "Oh, W stands for there now together forever." Throws the microphone down and just walks off camera. And I guess like as he passed by everybody in the gorilla position, his comment was basically "fuck him," and then like. <laughs> Two weeks later, he's he's resigning as the fucking CEO. I I just don't understand how it's taken this long to have this happen. Where they're just like, wait a minute, like look how long it, it just, took it for doesn't... like the Jimmy Snooker thing to actually have any fucking progress on it too. Like the whole thing. Like I think he he he's bastards have long careers. Yes, that's just how it works. And he's a slippery one. Like he's already like fended off the government. Like he fended off another wrestling promotion. Like is the luckiest wacko billionaire I've ever seen in my life. And he almost got his fucking wife into a what, Senate seat? Yeah. yeah by yeah, spending a of lot of money. And there's a great photo on the internet you can I mean, find of Vince reacting to the moment she lost, and it is a look of abject horror because he just watched like like, like hundred million dollars just go up in smoke. And you can't write that off on your taxes. Nope. No, I I'm waiting for him to die and his ashes to be spread into the different seas of the world. Um, <laughs> and then for Paul Thomas Anderson to do a film about him, because I think wow, he could actually, actually do a really good. Ooh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Eric, you don't know how much I need that. How much I yeah. want that. Well, yeah, he man. can do a movie about his dad right now, though. Um, like... <laughs> I and but we need we need the salaciousness of the I, of I wrestling. Understand. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree. But like, you could tell a lot of that same story. But I one hundred percent like the moment Vince dies, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, and get 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 Stephanie's blessing. Just to show her the script and like you know and this promise that you're not going to say anything about her or the current administration. It's well, be given that there's stuff, a rumor but... that she's one of the one, one of the people who dropped the dime on him, she's probably pretty cooperative. <laughs> Right. Well, well the like, thing is, though, it's when, a great power move by her. <laughs> she wouldn't Vince... want him to say anything about her, like, conception. Like, that her dad is actually Hulk Hogan or something like that. I don't know. Well, um, the thing is, though, when Vince dies, she'll shrivel like her flesh will melt away. <laughs> and the rib bone that he used to create her will be all that's left. Oh, see, in my head, it was different. So, like, what the fuck are those things you put in the bed? Body? Like, the, the fucking the roots you put under the bed and it grows into a... Uh... God damn! Is it homunculus? Oh yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's made out of hair and and various stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that's shit. Lou, you had said something. It, it brought something up, but I can't remember what it is now. So go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like in my mind, it's more like his essence would leave his body and just go into her, right. and then he would become oh, her. Yeah. Yeah, like, like Palpatine. Yeah. yeah, like he is Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I so honestly, a friend of mine had a point about like when like he'll die, and he thinks that without the WWE, it will probably be sooner than later. Because what the fuck else is going to do with his life? Mm-hmm. Because Vince doesn't have a fucking life outside of this industry for forty years. Like, like and he's also just a maniac. Too. I mean, he's he's going to buy run for vice president. Freeze uh, I, like a... that is Arlen. That is terrifying. And possible. <laughs> no, there are so many, there are so many, of its possibility. 
<laughs> yes, well, also that sentence, if you examine that sentence, that means presumably he's still running with Trump. It means that we haven't fixed that little problem. Um, between and honestly, it's and... like that. I like does like the amount of votes that people would like. Oh, like no, it would be beyond even 2016 with the meme votes and the fake like. Are you saying if you run for president? <laughs> I'm writing in this. No, yeah. he ran as uh, Trump's vice president. Oh my God! Yes. No, the the, like the thing the, is, here's the thing: the write-in votes for wrestlers as like just like to be funny, and people like taking away from serious voting would just be out. Of also, place. Vince has like real stands out there. Like there are people who fucking worship the ground that yeah. guy walks on. Yeah. Well, he's like he's the entire company, and like all their stories have been like he worked to all like so many of their stories are just right-wing propaganda oh yeah for yeah. decades for oh, yeah. no, 70 it, it, years it makes all the sense to me and it made all the sense to me that they were friends you know and it, it, it has clicked for me and he, i also this is the same I guy was, who who wrote who booked a character on screen like a couple years after 9-11 of like a middle eastern character played by an italian by the way um, who was just like staunchly anti-American, and he was deliberately playing into that kind of xenophobia. Oh, you mean like when Sergeant Slaughter became a, oh became God. a Saudi general? <laughs> and here's the thing: I understand why in the '80s he was able to do that with um, Iron Cheek. Yeah, um, but that doesn't make sense now. That doesn't play in the 2000s because. Oh, but it really? does. No, no, no. This right. thing, it does. No, no. It plays to that crowd. <laughs> it plays to the crowd that wants to. Yes, it plays to the people. It plays to the crowd right. that's watching yeah. wrestling every the show. People, the people that unironically listen to Toby Keith uh, and the song about boots in asses. Yes, that that crowd. Absolutely. Um, mm, mm. High point of music, right there. High point of pop. Music. Um, as we all know. So uh, something else I I watched recently, and Connor, I know you'll want to chime in on this. I just watched uh, the newest Candyman last night. Fuck yeah! Like at first, I was so like, oh, <sighs> whatever. It's at first, I was like, oh, okay, this is just going to kind of pay homage to the first one, and then it's like, oh no, this is a full on sequel. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome! Like oh, yeah. it just everything they did with it was so good. I was I was like, fucking stoked with that good. ending. I love that ending so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very good ending. It's one of those things where I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I was, I, I was very excited in the theater. I really like the use of Virginia Mad- Madsen, mm-hmm. uh, um, just in the tapes. That was really well done and eerie. Um, yeah. And like they could have used, they could have done, they could have done more Tony Todd. But honestly, the amount you get is yeah. Fucking perfect! It is the best amount. Yeah, no. Well, he's, Tony Todd's got to be like eighty at this point, right? Something well, like they that. do they do one of the CG homunculi, but they hide it really well, and he's yeah. like mostly bees. Um, I I agree. I <laughs> he's mostly <laughs> bees. He's mostly bees. Um, uh, he's he's only sixty seven. Yeah, oh. I mean, and he looks he looks. Good for sixty-seven, but he doesn't look like he did in nineteen. Well, I, he's one of those guys that's kind of always just looked because he's a huge fucking guy. Like, yeah, he's just always looked forty-five. 
with the hand with the Candyman character, I wouldn't mind if he showed up looking a little bit older. I uh, with paranormal, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I wouldn't mind if he showed up looking a little older because of the nature of that character, and he's so much informed by the people that are thinking about him. It's part of the lore that you imagining him is part of how he looks. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been bothered by just him. No, that wasn't um, that. That yeah. wasn't the impression I got because, like that, that what they showed at the uh, end credits, like it looked like it was very specific. I mean, it's they all probably had the same outfit, but I mean, they showed like a little kid as as a Candyman, and they showed yes. like a couple different people. So I think it is like a specific person that will be wearing the outfit and the hook. Like yes. you have to keep the traditional parts of it, but oh, they yes, would they would they would have a different face. Like mm-hmm. it's like they in, they implied at the end that like it's a hive of them. Like they yes. look similar, but they are different candy yeah, men. It is it is different candy men, but I'm just saying you know in the whole like keeping him alive aspect. Mm-hmm. Again, if they if they wanted to just have Tony Todd as not mostly bees show up. It wouldn't have been bothered, is what I'm saying. I wouldn't have been bothered if it was just him in the classic costume. But again, I respected the choice to be like, there are many different Candyman, and each different visage that the Candyman has is also important. Um, but then my sort of flip side note is, well, show us a few more of them. We see like hints and glimpses of the other various mm-hmm. Candyman. But like I would have loved a moment where there's just like a room full of them and they're all different actors. Um, that would have been I would have really loved that. That would be that would creep me out immensely. But I really like the like the 70s guy that they like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the kids made the legends about and they got him killed. Like that was so, so eerie and so well done. Um, I also like how they film the when they like when the Candyman strikes, like it's never a clear shot. And yes. it's like that one yes. in the hotel room or the apartment, like where it's just, it's almost like across a city. It's just like real mm-hmm. long distance shot, like no sound, no music, just ambient sound and like a horrifying murder is happening in the fucking foreground. Yeah. The background. Well, and they, they make it, yeah, they make it so like not difficult, but like if you're not paying attention, you're not going to notice it. You're just going to be like, why, why is it focusing yeah. on this, this, this viewscape or this cityscape that we're looking at? Like, cause it's yeah. far enough away that you kind of have to know exactly where you're looking at to see the murder happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching her as she, as the scene is kind of coming to an end. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only, like the only part of the kills, I guess, where I was like, oh, that's a little cheap is the art gallery one. I thought that was like a little bit too B movie, like eighties slasher movie to me. I feel um, like they, they went for spectacle with the really the first big kill. Yes. Like yeah, they wanted I, to let I, you know they weren't gonna like here's fuck your around. big stuff. Here's your big one with the red stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going there. We're not gonna shy away. This isn't an A twenty four movie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. Dun, dun, uh, dun, again, dun, dun. <laughs> it's it's just i'm shocked by still by the some of the reaction to that movie which i was making a joke about earlier but it was like what are you all talking about how many of you have actually seen the og Candyman? and uh, it's like like how look that hard like he was a slave there <laughs> yeah yeah it's there. It's in the. It's 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 
it is very clearly there. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I enjoy I enjoyed the first Candyman, but right. I have a hard time believing there's that many diehard fans of Candyman. Yes. Like, like I it was, agree. It was an adequate fucking horror movie, and this and then, new one yeah. makes it look much better than it was. But yeah, yeah. it wasn't anything that was this mm-hmm. this revelation that deserves right. the praise that anybody would give it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, it's it's just a interesting watch that kind of has, like, a good word of mouth behind it. Look, there's it. hardcore and Leprechaun fans, okay? It. Like, yeah. <sighs> well, well, it's it's also the Clive Barkerness of it all, yeah. too. Yeah. I think, yeah, and, I mean, Clive is coming back slowly but surely, putting more stuff out again, and which is, I, I, I love that. I love that that's yes. happening. You know, um, I like that there are two... Hellraiser things happening. So if one of them is bad, well, they're just wait for the next <laughs> one. Um, Jokes on me. They're I, both uh, bad. Oh god. Uh, I, I don't I, think I, they will both be bad. The, I don't have any. I don't have any sub- suspicions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I still want to hate watch the one where Pinhead basically loses his job. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That's an even better way that you put it. Less. Or you just get he's getting audited. Like, I want I need yeah, whatever no, it was like that's his fucking job. Like, yeah, he's getting like a performance yeah, review just, from I, a spooky man. Like the yeah, funniest fucking I, thing. I, I it's also filmed in like several warehouse I, rooms and like that's it. Like hell like the afterlife in hell is. is like this dingy saw room. Awesome. So it's it's what in the eighties conservatives thought raves were like. Oh cool. I fuck. But yeah, it's I two new Hellraisers I could be very interested in, especially if they want to start taking stuff from some of his later books that start kind of tying some of his other characters together. Yeah, I, I think that'd be very interesting. I don't think I don't think we'll ever get a Nightbreed remake, but no, that's a good way to tie a lot of the stuff together. It's a good way to bring a lot of it, you know, under one one bandana, you know, so. Oh, well, it's it's something it's something I never got around to reading, but um, the uh, the detective from uh, shit, what is it, uh, Lord of Illusions, um, he actually starts having a bigger role in more of the stories that Clyde Barker was writing. I did not know that. That that's interesting. Lord of that's um Scott Bakula, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Scott Bakula. It's yeah. like Harry Lamore or something like that. But yeah, yeah, that was he was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I it's one of those movies that like every time I've seen it since like the first time I saw it years ago, I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't half bad. I kind of want to sit around and watch. I keep it. thinking that about the first Wishmaster, but I'm not sure that's actually true. <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't remember enough about that movie to make that decision. I just remember liking the gin design, and beyond that, I'm like, did I like any of those movies? I've seen all of them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think part of the reason I liked it was because I spent like 75 cents or like a dollar and quarters to get like one of those metallic shiny stickers out of a machine at a grocery <laughs> store and it was Wishmaster. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I guess Fair I enough. like this movie now. Well, you can imagine your own version of Wishmaster. It's like when you get a toy for a TV show that you've never seen, but you know the TV show exists. So you can imagine your own version of the show, which is something I never did as a child. I'm not speaking from personal experience. How dare you? Well, um, that's, you bring that up makes me wonder, like, how many kids 
were going to like Toys R Us and they saw like Todd McFarlane's Hellraiser toys or other <laughs> horror movie toys and they were far too young to see them, but they're still like, well, I'm going to buy that with my money. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this did happen to me. I, I bought, I think it was Todd McFarlane, but there was a set of toys at Toys R Us where it was like, uh, sexy haunted fairy tales. Uh, no, it was it was specifically sexy cat people, and I bought the sexy cheetah. Lady Hunter's not here. Had, Why right, is Hunter not on this favorite. episode? God damn it! He's like, I have the whole collection. <laughs> no, I only bought that one because I was very. No, I mean Hunter does. I did not have money to buy the rest of them. Well, Hunter did. Yes, absolutely. He well, he bought the one that looks like a wolf. Um, but I remember buying that. It's like. Why did my mom allow me to buy this? As a, it was something that I thought to myself later on. I was like, why did she do this when I don't know how much I've talked about this on the show? She was very strict about anything else to do with sex after that point that I can remember. Um, I was a little goblin when it came to that, admittedly. <laughs> so I understand to some degree. But like Did you have the cheetah doll in a in a jar that you were filling no, up? No, I'm not oh. not with the cheetah doll, but like you know, I we've we've debated or more like um I suggested There was certainly that, some baiting like, going on. Stop it. <laughs> I've suggested watching the two thousand five Electra movie and have been soundly told no. Um, because that was a that was a formative experience, that film for that me. That woman has a very exposed V line. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, what is Electra showing moose knuckle? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Eric, look up that poster. Just look. Just, it up. It's just, just all breasts. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about some camel toe. And, and okay. that's what she's. That's what Jennifer Gardner is wearing. Almost the entirety of that ninety-minute film. I, I think there's like a couple scenes where she's wearing like a sweat sweatpants and a sweat jacket. Um, but for the most part, she is in just pajamas. A, a very, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Leather pajamas, essentially. Uh-huh, hmm Yeah, everything's pushed up, just very high up. Um, and yeah, so that, again, formative. Very formative. <laughs> um, and, and, and instructive in some ways. Um, but yeah, so like, that's my existence from 2005 to 2008 there just like everything was uh, a possible uh, inspiration let's say uh, <laughs> uh, back to what Eric was saying uh, the, f- the first time I saw one of these things I think it was like I, mean, I needed to have was uh, Clyde Barker's Tortured Souls I was like I need those mm-hmm. Cenobite yep. knockoffs I remember yeah. those then East Brunswick Mall the, I think it was like a Sunco or one of those I mean, type of were, stores. Yeah, always they were used in to have VHS stores. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was like a movie music store that also had those action figures for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah they they always had yeah. the back wall had a bunch of toys. Like they, mm-hmm. once action figures became much bigger, they're like, all right, this is an easy money maker. Yeah, it's it's in the kind of stores that I don't I don't know if they exist elsewhere, but like. Places it's like movies, books, and stuff, but it's not like the Barnes and Noble where everything's clean. Like you, can oh, find like Second like and the, Charles, and and uh, fuck, yeah. there's a, there's a couple different things. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like you know you you'll find a, a, a an Evil Dead Ash 
statue in there next to vinyl and comics and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. So it's that kind of store. And that's the main place. That's where I, I believe I bought my cheetah figure. There, there are the Toys R Us. But like, I remember seeing a lot of that stuff and thinking did you oh, did you have to go yeah, behind yeah. beaded curtains at toys r us to go get your sexy cheetah figure? no 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 i did not get, that's the surprise that's another surprising part i didn't have to go through any curtains if my memory serves it was like in the front of the store somewhere Jesus um, Christ. it was very right next to the electra dvd if I, may, maybe possibly i might oh, have God, you had the weirdest bonus <laughs> on that note i am exhausted i am what i am <laughs> yeah, sure. probably good. Good time to uh, start wrapping up. Sure. sure. Unless uh, uh, you and Lou want to start talking about some mid '90s or early 2000s movies. I haven't seen. No, you were already, you were already talking about Chris Pines. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. Lou, do you want to talk about the movie School Ties for no. uh, oh, God, 30 no. minutes? Uh... I was gonna say, <laughs> if anyway, I can talk about summer school. Wait, is School Ties the one that has uh, Tyra Banks in it and um, her boyfriend gets shot at the end by the Matthew Modine with his head shaved? I want to know what that movie is. No, this is uh, no, this is Brendan Fraser. Fraser. He's, he's the secret Jewish student. Oh, okay. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, at the prep school. Oh, Brendan it's Fraser. Barely the biggest 90s victim yes. of uh, this Warner Brothers bullshit? It might be. Well, because it was on HBO Max. I watched, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just barely fits under the rule of me and Lou talking about 90s movies that most people haven't seen. In 1992. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a young Matt Damon and a young Affleck in there. And so Chris O'Donnell. Doing it. We'd let them do yeah. it. Oh, there's actually, like, a lot of people in this movie. There, there actually is a lot of people in this movie, but I actually See, look what you did, Eric. Look what you did. Happening, Eric. You started this. You allowed this to happen. Um, oh, and the movie I was thinking of was Higher Learning. Higher oh, Learning. Oh yes. I understand why you. I can see it. I, I get it. No. Why, why you, Just it's... sorry, real quick. The reason why I thought of that was because uh, I saw that movie in the theater. And mm. I uh, I was wearing a Rage Against the Machine shirt. I had Doc Martens on, and I'd shaved my head recently. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the Nazi in that movie is listening to Rage Against the Machine at one point. Right. Yeah. So that was that was a real bad look coming out of a local <laughs> city theater with that whole re- yeah. <laughs> ensemble yeah. on. Mm. So yeah, that's that's all I want. Later to on, the drummer, the drummer of Rage Against the Machine. Who was it that got kicked out for being a fucking trumper? I can't remember which one. I can't remember any of that. It was a no uh, trap. No, no, uh, there was a member of Rage Against the Machine, I think, who uh, who got booted though. But yeah, trapped are the ones who were douchebag Trump supporters. Anyway, I did not find the figure that Arlen was looking at, but I did find one that I remember uh, mm. that McFarlane put out that I'm putting in the chat that I definitely saw. Mm. It, and that's yeah. McFarlane figure. That is that is absolutely McFarlane figure, the one that you're looking at. Yeah, right. absolutely. I, if I find the cheetah figure that I'm thinking of, I will make that the show art if I can find it. Uh, <laughs> and time I put in cheetah action figure, it's just the DC Comics character. No, this was like a collection. It, she was part of a universe. <laughs> it was like she was special. Cats, but. <laughs> There was a deep and rich fiction. 
No, there's clearly meant to be like a lore behind this that you're supposed to understand. Just, dude, just keep digging yourself. Oh, God, let's get out of this. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's end the show. All right. Well, we got to do the plugs. I right? have All absolutely stuff. nothing to plug. Uh, yeah. Anybody got plugs? I have nothing to plug. Uh, all right. Well, fine then. What am I gonna? Uh, <laughs> what am I gonna plug? <laughs> <laughs> My other show has um, uh, new episodes coming out. We are going to finish the Bond movies now that other Eric is back from vacation and I'm comfortably moved into my new place. So uh, uh, look forward to that. That episode should be going up around the same time as this one. So, yeah, that's all I got. Um, bye. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.